Hey girls, want to get a boy to like you? Dress up as a boy! Hello lovely listeners, welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles where I attempt to demystify anime. It's slightly different today um, because we are recording this under a blanket and when I say we, I mean today's co-host, my other half, the lovely Ruth, who knows even less about anime than I do. Hello! <laughs> so yes, I've somehow managed to talk her into joining me into discussing today's topic. As I thought that having recently watched an awful lot of heavy anime and seeing as it's winter where everybody's already feeling miserable it was time to watch something a little bit more light-hearted and fun so i thought why not watch or on high school host club so um for people not in the know um a host club is a japanese nightclub where um women go to be entertained by attractive young men It's not quite the same as being a gigolo, although they do occasionally sleep with their clients. But that doesn't really happen in the one that we're talking about today, because as the title suggests, it's set in a high school. So it's a it's a family friendly version of the host club. So, Ruth, um, I showed you the intro to Oran High School Host Club. What did you think of it? My main thinking was... um... He was a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy. The the, the theme tune sounds like Avril Lavigne. Uh, and there's a big pink Ben. Pink, big, pink, big. There's a big pink, big Ben. And do you think looking at this intro, there's obvious which of the assorted guys she's going to end up with? The blonde one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. The intro did its job. Okay, so, um, yes. So, to summarise the story, you've got Harahi, who is a penniless scholarship student that somehow managed to end up at this elite academy, or on academy. Um, She is a bit of a nerd, so she's looking for a quiet room to study somewhere, and she goes into what she thinks is a deserted music room, and she ends up knocking over a vase. This vase, she's dismayed to learn, is priceless, and then suddenly a kind of bunch of bizarre boys pop out of the shadows, and um, they tell her that she's going to have to do chores in order to kind of work off the debt for this vase. But... Um, it turns out that because she's ever so slightly androgynous looking, she could make a good host. And indeed, the ladies of the host club flock to her. So their reasoning is, OK, she can disguise herself as a boy for the next how long soever so she can pay off her debt. About the late 1990s, early 2000s, wasn't there a culture in Japan that you did get women being the hosts dressed as men? in these host clubs. I believe there was such a thing. And didn't you have a run-in with one of these once? No, not quite. I accidentally ended up in a hostess bar. I was just trying to get a late-night drink near Osaka. And, um, yeah. Barmaid starts sticking a tit in my face. Not literally, but uh, sort of like within the safe distance you should be from your computer screen. (laughs) But didn't somebody also um, 
I think they said importune, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Oh, well, for. that's a different... Uh, a different Japanese anecdote, yeah. Well, yes, that's a different Japanese anecdote. It was the same week. Uh, <laughs> so there's the... Um, there is a famous uh, all-female theatre company in Japan. And uh, I was singing karaoke, as you do. And somebody said, oh, you should audition. Here are my details. And obviously, I was going home at the end of that week. So it was a no. But that's what might have been. You could have been a Japanese drag queen. Drag king. king. Drag king. That, yeah. that would have been cool. So, yes, um, to get back to the story, um, Harry, he initially thinks, oh, my God, what a bunch of freaks. What am I even doing here? But over time, she grows to really like being a member of the host club and of the miscellaneous boys, because this being um, a manga for girls, it's full of hot guys, if that's your sort of thing. And there's a different one for every type, like um, Tamaki, the lead, who is obviously going to be her love interest, is this kind of ditzy, blonde, um, broken ace type. There's um, Kiyoya, who is the kind of slightly sinister guy with the glasses that's always behind every dodgy going on. There's the twins who pretend to be a bit incestuous in order to get the female clients excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is apparently a, a big thing with um, online culture, um, twin cest. I don't think they'd want people to do it in real life, just the idea of it. Um, there's one of them who is nicknamed Honey, who even though he's the oldest of them, he only looks like a kid. So he kind of plays up his boyish charm and kind of takes a toy rabbit with him everywhere. And um, Wait, he- wait, people get turned on by that? Um, Isn't that a bit... Like, yeah, I, it's one of the things that you have to think, mm, this is a different culture. I'm not really sure about it, but it, let's just accept it. And he is actually quite a fun character in his own right. And he's a martial arts expert. So there's quite a few occasions where he's called to demonstrate that and completely flatten military or just anybody else that gets in their way. And um, he has his best friend stroke cousin who's almost acts like his bodyguard, even though he doesn't really need it. Uh, Maury, he hangs around with them all the time. And um, yeah, so these are the characters that make up the host club. There's also two recurring characters that I really like, and I think the story would lose a lot without them. There's um, Renge, who is this mad fangirl, who um, initially pops up because she thinks one of them is um, the boyfriend from a dating game. But even once she gets over that, she still insists on hanging around and calling themselves her manage- their manager. Is that like the, the bachelorette? Well, mm. the bachelor. A bit, yeah. It's a kind of computer dating game and apparently Kiyoya looks just like the guy out of it. But um, she has this wonderful habit of turning up on this motorised platform, kind of springing out of the ground and doing this, eh? laugh <laughs> and um there's another guy who um is called nekazawa which means i believe um unearthly cat which is quite suitable because he is the principal of the um black magic club so he always goes around in a cape and um 
shutting the, the light and he has this little puppet called Beelzebub of a kind of scary looking cat. <laughs> so he makes the odd appearance. Going round in a cape and shunning the light. That sounds like my teenage years. <laughs> so, yeah, as you can see, um, this being a private school stroke public school, whichever you call it, for the rich and beautiful, they are all eccentric characters and have a well-meaning habit of um, patronising um, Harry here. They seem to see her as their being like their pet commoner and they find things that she does like drinking instant coffee or going to the supermarket adorable. <laughs> so it is really over the top. And, um, and in the grand tradition of games games of um stories like this you have the um academy of girls down the road with the um labelia academy that has the, its own little theme tune whenever they pop up there's all labelia and um they are it, that's run by um a club called the zuka club which is basically evil lesbian central and um i found my people and rather rudely the head of the evil lesbian club looks just like me wait i need to see this picture i will show it to you afterwards but um she's always kind of being very suggestive of girls and saying are you sure you don't want me to gobble you up and things like that hmm. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah i'm remembering that we are in very close proximity in a tent here <laughs> <laughs> I am now fanning myself with an invisible fan. <laughs> huh. So what would I recommend about this anime? Well, for starters, the humour. It's a screwball comedy and um, it plays that to the hilt. Everything is insanely exaggerated for comedy value. Um, you have... Um, people turning into wacky caricatures and this is why even though there's been a live action tv series of it there's been a film um there's going to be a musical next year (laughs) yeah we might get onto that i don't understand how this could work in live action because it is just so cartoony like if renge gets angry her hair turns into snakes or um, if you've got um, Tamaki sulking in the corner because somebody else is paying attention to Haruhi, then he kind of turns into like a, a little hamster and so on. And I don't see... Snake hair you can do with the right wig. But I don't see how that would work um, in live action. And um, the characterization is great. Like they could have just left um, the twins as just being your bog-standard creepy twins. And even though they do have a touch of that, you can tell that they're really, really hurt and damaged by the fact that nobody ever sees them as two separate individuals. They just see them as some kind of novelty act. If they're not kind of going, ooh, well, maybe they're gay, they're just kind of going, ooh, I can't tell them apart. And they, one of their running gum things that they do is trying to kind of get people to tell them apart. And then one day, when they can't tell them apart, they absolutely kind of rake them over the coals because they don't like it. Because they're, they're two very messed up young men, as indeed are all the chaps in the host club, to be honest. It's a boarding school. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> there are elements that you've got to remember that this was made in 2006 and wouldn't necessarily fly in a show that was made today. 
the one I must get off my chest immediately because this is an episode that everybody likes to pretend did not happen. Um, basically, what happens is when she, when Harahi is um, in her boy disguise, um, two girls get hassled by a pair of punks and she stands up for them because obviously she is, as far as they know, the only boy that miles around and so she tries to defend them but obviously being a comparatively weak and puny boy gets herself into trouble and the boys in the host club are really really crappy to her about this they're like how could you do that you could have got yourself in danger and this is the bit that I really don't like and um made me kind of look warily at him for the rest of the run um Kyoya pretends he's going to rape her. And um, this is apparently to teach her that she can't go standing up for herself against men. Wow. And Harahi goes, oh, well, you're such a nice guy. You're obviously just pretending to rape me. You weren't really. And I'm like, what? what? And I was like, what? And this is never mentioned again. And everybody seems to have taken it in that spirit because otherwise they could never have been friends again. She wouldn't be able to go anywhere near him. She could have quite justly reported into the school and got his ass kicked out of there. So that I did not like. And everybody seems to have just pretended that never happened because it's never mentioned in any other episode. And there's no awkwardness between her and Kiyoya following that incident. There's also the issue of Harahi's dad because um he works as a drag queen and so you regularly see him dressed up but because you see him like this so frequently even when he's not working it does make you think is he actually trans should we be calling should we be using she they pronouns and because obviously this was made in 2006, they unhappily decided to translate the Japanese word that are used to describe him as another word beginning with T, which they seem to think means transvestite, but obviously isn't great. And they use it to describe him and his friend who runs the guest house that Harry works Is this a word as. that rhymes with granny? Yes. Oh. And they keep using that. I mean, he isn't portrayed in a negative way. He's a great dad and obviously loves her dearly. And he's also kind of like openly bi because he really loved her mother, but is also attracted to men because her, her mum's dead. So I don't know whether the show is suggesting that he's trying to be both parents to her. And there's also the disturbing fact that personality-wise, he is almost exactly like Tamaki, which... <laughs> Ooh, could that be an intertextual reference to Banana by what's-her-name? Because that was a, a groundbreaking cult Japanese novel from 1985 where the mother figure is trans. I didn't know that. Okay. But it's quite Freudian fancying somebody that is exactly like your parent. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so these issues aside, and I don't know, maybe you might be kind of like thinking about the evil lesbians as well, although there are plenty of other girls at that school who don't fall under that category. It's just the three that we see most often. Um, these kind of, it was obviously made in the noughties um, reservations apart. It is great fun. Um, as Ruth previously mentioned, the the intro rocks, as does the rest of the soundtrack. The incidental music and everything is marvellous. Um, I love the art, all the kind of billowing rose petals and colours and so forth. Um, 
I thoroughly enjoyed most of the episodes apart from the one that I... The rapey one. Yeah, the one that I picked apart because I just didn't like that message. Um, I do love Harahi's message that it doesn't matter what her gender is or um, it doesn't matter to anybody but her and it makes no difference. That makes it, despite some of the iffier, naughty elements, very modern and it makes her a... A, a cool, relatable character. I really like her because a few people have gone, oh, she's just bland and she's just there to move the story along. Because she was originally meant to be a boy, so I don't know whether it was going to be a BL or what, but they were like, no, 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 make her a girl. We want the whole kind of cross-dressing misunderstandings. She's the man was coming out roughly the same time. Yeah, it was, I remember. It, it does have that whole Twelfth Night element, the fact that you have got this kind of quick-witted girl dressing up and falling in love with somebody that's a bit of a pillock to be honest but once he kind of gets over that he becomes a much better man I mean I hope that was what was going on with her and Duke Orsino anyway and um I I do feel because a lot of um these comedies can be hit and miss I mean I don't know whether it's simply because it's cultural references that I don't understand or even that it just hasn't aged very well but I did find most of the humor in this funny which makes which makes a nice change and even compared to things more recently you just get a joke that tanks and you think oh but here it was consistently good the very best episode has to be the finale because it pulls out all the stops this is when you finally because having spent the last 25 or so episodes thinking, I don't think Tamaki deserves her. He's such a kind of petulant little whiny so-and-so. You find out why he is the way he is. He's got a tragic backstory. Don't we all? But not in a way that's really mawkish that makes you think, oh, God. It does make sense when you look at his characterization and just how he set up the host club in the first place. You think, ah, yeah, I can see why he's so clingy and needy and has attachment issues and abandonment issues and so on. So he gets um, engaged. He doesn't really want to be, but he's engaged to this rich bitch with the rather fantastic name of um, Eclair Tonnerre. So if you ever wanted a name to say, yeah, this woman That's is... That's going to be my porn name. <laughs> exactly. The name that says this woman is a cow. Then she demands that he must never spend any more time with the host club and that they're going to go away together to Paris. And um, so there is a wonderful kind of chase to the airport type scene where you've got half the host club in a carriage kind of chasing (laughs) after them. And because the... um, Horse-drawn carriage? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Honey and Maury are busy beating up the... um, secret service guys or whoever the heck they are that try to stop them from leaving so while they're doing that um harahi and the twins and i think Kiyoya, or is it i don't know I, obviously i my memory is rubbish that they, they go to go in hot pursuit after tamaki and and they get together and ah i mean the thing is the season ends there but they're apparently bringing out a new season later this year because there is far more material that they didn't adapt. The story does not end there. Everybody starts dating. I mean, I don't know whether people are going to think, well, what's the point? Because it was a will they, won't they? Now they have. But who knows? Maybe there'll just be further stories of the host club. And I I do wonder 
how long will they be able to keep up the act now that they are a couple? I mean, will everybody think that they're gay? Because there is um, a subplot that I really loved and would have liked to have seen more of, where there's um, Casanoda, who is the son of the Yakuza family, who wants to become friends with the host club because they've all got lots of friends, while he is really tall and intimidating looking and nobody likes him so he wants to learn to be a gentleman so people can be friends with him and he finds out that harry he's a girl and he falls in love with her because he previously kind of connected with her when he thought that she was a boy and he was just like why am i why am i like this over this boy he's like a chick and so on and then yeah he falls in love with her once he realizes she's a girl and he keeps visiting the host club in order to see her and of course all the clients who have presumably got bored with the twin test acted like and crowding around and obviously she has to tell him i'm sorry i don't love you and they like that even more because they're like oh spurned love oh isn't it tragic (laughs) and yeah poor casanova still stays friends with them but she's that supposed to sound like casanova there is a running joke that nobody gets his name right only harry because that is her thing because she's perceptive like she's the only person that can tell the twins apart even though they have a really different voices i don't know whether that's simply so the audience can tell them apart but one of them has a really kind of deep grating voice and the other one has a much higher voice so in the picture they look about 14 (laughs) well at least they look older than honey (laughs) but yes um but it's just one of those um anime conventions i think that you've just got to put up with that nobody will have ever noticed this that but I guess that's the whole point of their storyline, that they're so frustrated that nobody can see past them being identical and just don't accept them as individuals. But, that yeah, it, it is wonderful. It's ridiculous. Um, it definitely makes me want to watch more, um, more girl anime. I can't call it girl anime. <laughs> I, I'm shoujo anime. Because, call it girl anime. <laughs> because... Well, when you look at what is in the public eye, when they're promoting it in um, shops and online and just everywhere, it always seems to be towards the boys. And don't get me wrong, I love My Hero Academia. Um, and obviously there's a place of things like Dragon Ball Z and... Um, Assassination Classroom. Yeah. But again, they're all heavily tilted towards boys. And I suppose you could say even this show, seeing as it's got a harem full of boys <laughs> it is still very man heavy but and it's also Poor Ron, not this show that there's no boys here <laughs> not yeah. under my blanket yeah definitely not well and this is another way in which Oron stands out because even though it is clearly a very feminine premise it's really popular with boys as well because they like the humor and they can i don't know relate to some of the boys I just wish that there could have been a storyline about her and a girl. I mean, I suppose technically there is with the evil lesbian that looks like me, but she's, <laughs> but she's more frightened of her than anything else. There's no kind of attraction there. She clearly spends the, 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 that situation trying to get out of it while singing badly and Tamaki and the rest kind of charging in to save her. So, yeah, that was my opinion of Oron High School Host Club. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, I might show you a few episodes. We'll kind of chuck out the rapey one. It doesn't contribute much to the plot anyway. And so I hope other people enjoy it because it's a great way to while away kind of cold, boring winter evenings. 
And to continue with the school theme, and the girl theme for that matter, next time we're going to be talking about Citrus, the controversial Yuri anime about two stepsisters falling in love. (laughs) So, until next time. um, So that's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her. (laughs) And it's goodbye from Ruth as well. So, yeah. Um, love you guys. Bye. Bye.